Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me on the new Fox Sports app. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA. And that is here. Before I get into this episode's topic, which will put into context exactly what Lonzo Ball is doing these days for the Chicago Bulls and how he's managed to do them, I want to hit one quick side note, or maybe two. And first of all, give you advance notice on my piece this week for foxsports.com on how the Warriors managed to weather two years of disappointment and still retain their joy for playing and specifically playing for the Warriors. I mentioned that after hearing from one of my followers that he thought I had developed a batitude. I was going to bring a bazooka of positivity this week. And so I am. First, with this episode of Appreciation for Lonzo Ball, followed by the piece on the Warriors. Now, I can't promise I'm going to keep this up, but I'll at least try to be balanced. As I said, the less I have to talk about the Lakers, the better chance I have of not sounding like a Tuesday morning point guard. And yes, that's a play on Monday morning quarterback. And yes, I just made that up. And no, I don't plan on making a habit of using it. There's just certain burdens you're going to have to weather getting the unscripted, off-the-cuff me, and one of them is the occasional quip that doesn't land. All right, second quick side note. Having caught highlights on NBA TV tonight, I am on quick quip overload. My man, Roe Parrish, has to drop one on every single highlight. And maybe that's what the Turner Kingpin, Kingpins want, and it's not his fault. But, man, I got dizzy. There are vehicles that Roe is part of, Shacked and a Fool is one, where that shtick works really well. And maybe it works for a lot of people with end-of-the-night highlights. But not for me. I'm not asking for straight-up drywall. Just don't keep hitting me over the head like Duke Tango. 
Even the sports center anchors play it straight now and then. Also, here's the subtle distinction between a quip that's just a rhyme or a funny line, but is really empty calories, and a rhyme or a line that is entertaining and informative. Make it relate to the game or performance. Okay, is that two or three side notes? Here's another one. One more. Has anybody looked at the MVP tracker on Basketball Reference lately? For those not aware, Basketball Reference keeps a list of MVP candidates ranked based on their statistics and how they match the statistical profile of past MVP winners. It is not foolproof by any means in how the final voting goes, but they're pretty damn good at predicting who wins, if not the order or identity of the second, third, fourth, and fifth names that get the most votes. So uh, last year, I can't recall, and I tried to find their list, but you know who was at the top of the MVP MVP tracker uh, when I checked it now, just as it was last year? That would be Denver Nuggets center Nikola Jokic. Now they had Giannis Antetokounmpo up there. I don't think there was any... There was no Steph Curry last year. He's up there this year, along with Kevin Durant. As I said, it generally makes a lot of sense. The numbers and they're equating them and the names that they have, it is not perfect, but pretty accurate. Now, based on Jokic's and the Nuggets' postseason struggles, I find it highly unlikely that he's going to win a second consecutive MVP. Although it will be interesting to see if there are enough in the go-by-the-numbers-above-all-else crowd who have votes to give him a fighting chance. As I said, we shall see. On to my great appreciation for Lonzo Ball. The Chicago Bulls' starting point guard, who survived a difficult upbringing and an even rougher introduction to the NBA, to stand now as the starting point guard of the team with the second-best record in the Eastern Conference. I'm sure some of you are thinking, or maybe even saying, difficult upbringing. Didn't he grow up in a million-dollar home in Southern California? Didn't his younger brother Lamelo get a Lambo for his 16th birthday? Yes, exactly. Oppression comes in different forms. In all seriousness, Lonzo has had to overcome quite a bit to be the player he is now, which is a player who appears content to play hard, to win, to defend, and not worry about accolades. Because if the Chicago Bulls keep their current pace, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan are going to be the All-Stars. Lonzo's not going to share in those accolades. Uh, The dude, after all, is playing 35 minutes a game and averaging a very modest 4.3 assists. Now, that does tie him with the Bulls' center, Nikola Vucevic, for the team lead. But it speaks to the universal approach this Chicago team takes to offense and leadership that they have five guys who are averaging between between 3.7 and 4.3 assists. Zach Levine... DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, Lonzo, and Vooch. And Lonzo isn't exactly wearing out any nets either, averaging a mild 11.8 points per game. 
That again is with Zach and Demar both averaging around 25 apiece. But in spite of all that, have you heard or seen one single complaint from Lonzo Ball about his role? No, you have not. So what has he overcome? Well, let's start with a dad who tried to steal his spotlight by the time he entered high school, if not before. And I know some of you think LeVar Ball is the reason for Lonzo's success. Where I would say Lonzo is a a success in spite of his dad. Those of you who credit LeVar for being in his three sons' lives need to raise your bar. Being in your kids' lives and being a role model who teaches them good values should be the threshold. At least for parent of the year acclamation. Although I will say that it appears that Lonzo may have learned by not doing what his dad did. Which, as much as anything, put the proverbial cart before the horse. The horse being his son. The cart being ridiculous expectations before and after Lonzo was drafted by the Lakers. His hometown team. Look at the pressure that Russ Westbrook is struggling to handle playing for his hometown team. And that's as a 13-year vet. Brian Grant, in his book Rebound, which I wrote with him, was at the end of his career when he went to the Lakers. And he said playing in front of celebrities and movie stars that he'd only seen on the big big screen was a distraction then. Now imagine what it was like for Lonzo in his hometown at 19, 20 years old, one year of UCLA basketball under his belt, to have his dad telling everyone before he had ever laced up an NBA shoe that he would lead the Lakers to their next championship. Again, I know some of you think that's just being someone's hype man. It's boosting your boy's confidence. What the hell's wrong with that? Well, nothing. If it's at it's hooping at the park or it's at the club picking up chicks. It's another to do it for the whole world, including a world of celebrities paying thousands of dollars to sit courtside and see you make good on your dad's promise, who know what championship basketball looks like. Celebrities who also can recognize stage fright in an instance and celebrities who saw it in Lonzo. You know what's worse, almost worse, than having your dad set completely unrealistic expectations for you, for all the world to see and hear, all while trying to make a buck off your fame with a poorly conceived shoe with an insane price tag, and on top of it steal some spotlight of his own by putting himself in front of any TV camera that asked? It's having all of Hollywood shake their heads and say, poor kid. He just wasn't built for this. Maybe LeVar inadvertently helped Lonzo by getting him run out of LA to New Orleans. Because that gave him a chance to fix something else LeVar gave him, which was a jacked up shooting form. A major liability for anyone looking to last as a point guard in the NBA. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I would have said LeVar gave him a jacked-up jumper, but even Lonzo's free-throw shooting form was a mess. Right-handed, he raised the ball from his right hip across his chest and released it on the left side of his face. Now, it's one thing to miss shots as a pro. It's another to do it with a shooting form that even the most casual fan is pretty sure doesn't look right. It wasn't so much missing shots that earned Joakim Noah scorn as much as his two-thumb form that looked like he was setting a volleyball, only doing it horizontally rather than vertically. Some guys, maybe a lot of guys, would have been salty or discouraged as a number two pick, which is what Lonzo was, essentially being discarded by a team after two seasons, discarded with the blessing of the player regarded at the time as the best in the game, LeBron James. Lonzo didn't do that. As soon as he got to New Orleans, he started working on that jumper with Fred Vinson, the Pelicans assistant coach who specializes in shooting. Now, keep in mind, Guys go to new teams, they meet new assistant coaches, generally don't trust everybody they meet. More than likely, they're going to try to fix it on their own or with people that they know. Somehow, some way, Lonzo trusted Fred. And they got after it right away and continued after it during the season. That's generally not how guys fix their shots. They wait till the offseason when that's all that they can focus on. That's the easier, fast, so, uh, easier, softer way anyway. Uh, fixing a shooting stroke while playing, and not just playing, but trying to get the egg off your face from your previous stop, is truly challenging. It would be like playing in a golf tournament and trying to change your swing in between holes. It requires, in, in basketball, continuing to shoot not getting discouraged when you revert to your old form and miss, and not being satisfied when you revert to your old form and it goes in, knowing that that's not a long-term solution and that every time it happens, it's a little bit of a step back. You also can't allow that, that focus on your shooting and getting that right, to distract you from doing the rest of your job. Watch Lonzo Ball shoot now, and it damn near qualifies as a pretty stroke. It certainly is efficient, reflected in his steadily rising three-point percentage from 33% his last year in L.A. to 37.5 and 37.8 his two years in New Orleans to more than 41% in Chicago. The improvement at the free throw line has been more dramatic. A 41% shooter in L.A., yeah, Shot 41% his last year in L.A. from the free throw line. 56% his first year in New Orleans, and yet he's now knocking down shots from the line at an 83.3% clip in Chicago. The three-point shooting also is, he's getting that off a lot quicker. Again, that comes with the efficiency. But it's a very streamlined form and shot, and everything's coming off the right side. So... It's, you can expect it not only to be consistent, but to stay consistent and continue to improve. One more element he had to overcome. 
his younger brother being better or certainly being touted as such. Now, I've never got the sense that it ever affected their relationship, the brother's relationship, just as I'm pretty sure Lonzo loves LeVar. But none of that means that they don't present a mental challenge, LaMelo and LeVar, that most other players never had to deal with, certainly not in the kind of spotlight that Lonzo had and has. As for who is better, look, I'd take LaMelo over Lonzo, but it's not as wide of a margin as some people seem to make it. If you watch Hornets games regularly, you will note both last year and even at times this year, LaMelo is not in the game in the fourth quarter to close. That's because, at times, he is inattentive on defense and takes, let's just say, ill-advised, unnecessary risks, either by shot or pass, especially with a lead. Now, Lonzo is by no means without his flaws or shortcomings. 91% of his shots are either at the rim or threes, and the dude clearly doesn't like even trying to finish with contact. Uh, He's never averaged more than a couple free throws per game. That's not a whole lot for somebody who has the ball in his hands as much as he does. He has... 19 career and ones in four plus seasons. John Morant, for comparison, had 26 and ones in each of his first two years and already has eight this season. Lonzo has none. So John Morant has 60 career and ones in two plus seasons and Lonzo has 19 in four plus. Lonzo's mid-range jumper is also very streaky, and he has no kind of floater or any kind of shot from 3 to 10 feet that he can make consistently. If Lonzo works his way into the paint, he's looking to pass, and that kind of predictability is not good. But he is a very good passer. He is a willing defender. He has the length, size, tenacity, IQ to play pretty damn good D. He and Caruso, Alex Caruso, have been trading off with Nikola Vucevic out with the COVID-19 protocol. Those two have been trading off defending bigs, along with DeMar DeRozan. And they've been giving it their all. There's a reason that the Bulls, as I record this, are 10-4. and And all that said, Lonzo Ball is the kind of player I root for. A kid who was never meant to be what his dad made him out to be. And that's a part of parenting too, is to recognize who your kids are and who they aren't and allow them to become what it is that they're supposed to be rather than creating some scenario in your head that fits with what you want them to be. And even if you have highfalutin dreams for your kids, you can speak them to them. Don't tell the whole world. Ah, that is that's just unconscionable to me to think about putting my kid in that kind of a situation. And yet, somehow, Lonzo came through all that intact and is now working on becoming what he wants to be. It may not sell shoes, and it may not earn the same accolades that his younger brother appears primed to earn, but accolades come in all sorts of forms. The respect that Lonzo has clearly earned from players such as Levine and DeRozan speaks volumes and 
for a true professional might mean something even more than an award voted on like all-star by people who gave his dad the platform to start his son's career on the slipperiest of slopes and then looked the other other way when the clown car finally ran out of gas. Lonzo, in no way, looks like a tough guy or acts like a tough guy. He looks like a nice guy. A nice guy who has seen some things and went through some things. And those are my kind of guys. Not everyone's elevator starts in the lobby or on the same floor. Some have an express car to the top. Others are coming up from the basement. It's a matter of how many floors can you climb. And Lonzo, without question, is climbing. All right, that does it for this episode of On the Ball on the United WeCast Network. One bazooka of positivity coming your way. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And in the next episode, I don't know, might have another bazooka of positivity. Not sure what it might be at this point. And even if I did, it could possibly change. So, stay tuned. There will be another episode in the next 24 hours. That's all I can promise. In the meantime, as always... Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.